Hello, and welcome to another virtual edition of My Rundle Biz Podcast. I'm Grayson Orfe, along with my co-host, Rosa Cruz. And uh, happy Black History Month to uh, the Black business owners here that have made uh, Anne Arundel County their home. We are very appreciative of that investment. And speaking of Black entrepreneurs in our county that are really rocking it, today we have Chawanda Mason of RTB Cycle. Chawanda, good morning. Tell us good a little morning, bit about Good morning, your good morning, good morning. How are you? Good morning. If you guys want to say Chawanda, that is the way it's spelled, but it is actually pronounced Shonda. Shonda, okay. <laughs> Shonda like Rhonda, Black History Month. Shonda like Rhonda. Got it. <laughs> How did you come to open RTB Cycle uh, in the county? Um, so I actually am originally from Maryland. Um, I it's like you know my whole ethnic background my mother is korean my father is black uh army veteran i'm an army veteran my dad is, was in the army my dad met my mom in korea and we ended up settling back here in maryland so i grew up raised here went to high school here um graduated high school at arundel and what happened was in about i actually joined the army and in 2003 i decided i was like well i wanted to get out of maryland and do something different and i ended up moving to los angeles in 2006 and while I was out there pursuing my little career, I ended up getting into working out with Nike and Nike got me into trying out some spin classes. And that's where I absolutely fell in love with spinning. Wow. Um, one of the things I found out for the years that I was spinning in Los Angeles was there was not that many minorities that were in the classes. So I always just said to myself, gosh, you know, I wish there was more opportunities for us minorities to get to understand and love spin. Sure. So um, when my son graduated Arundel as well in 2020, my mother had suggested me move back to Maryland, you know, just to basically be, for him, be there for him throughout his getting ready to start college years. Uh, and I decided to move back and I was like, well, what am I going to do now? I don't know what to do. And I said, well, I would love an opportunity to open up a spin studio myself and just try to encourage more people to come spin and love it as much as I do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, this is the thing. So you come from a family business, right? Correct. So can you tell us what lessons you learned from your parents? And on the back end of that, also, what were some of the unseen challenges that um, you, you didn't see coming your way? Um, well, the one of the things I loved about like coming up in a um, like in a family business with my mother, which is crazy. So you see my window, like literally there's a wall that's in front of me that's behind you, Grayson. On the other side of that is my mom's business, which is Mona's Gourmet Carryout. So I'm actually wow. in the building that my mother owns. So that was a great opportunity for me to be able to open up my business right next door. I had to look for a place and anything like that. So but my mother's been open for 27 business, 27 years. And just to see the hard work and dedication that my mom, who's a minority as well, put mm -hmm. into her business and to be as successful as it is today, um, just gave me more reassurance that I could do this on my own, not just on my own, but knowing that I had my family support for it. Um, I would say the biggest challenge for my business was COVID. Mm -hmm. I opened in January of 2020. Um, thinking that, oh my gosh, as soon as I open, oh, everybody's going to be coming and we're going to be starting to spin. And as soon as I got like hit the ground running with just myself running my business, I had to shut down in March because of COVID. So I had to shut down in March from, um, from March till June. And then the hard part became 
trying to get everybody back into the business after COVID because it was a slow, it was just a slow pullback because everyone still had the concerns about the space being so small and then the, um, you know, just the way that it was set up. So I would say that was my biggest challenge. Um, one of the biggest challenges I had during the shutdown of COVID is, of course, the financial challenge because I had a lease on the bikes that I had originally um, leased for the business. Uh, and of course, I had payments I had to make on that with no uh, incoming revenue. So that was a very stressful time because I was basically taking my savings and just paying the monthly payment, you yeah. know, even though I wasn't having no revenue. So that was probably my two biggest challenges. And I think that's been an ongoing theme with a lot of business owners that that we find is that just as soon as COVID hit, you had to learn how to how to pivot. And I think business owners have used the word pivot more now yeah. than they've ever used in their life. You know what I mean? Because it's it's as soon as COVID happens, you have to pivot. You have to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. And, and it, was, and it was, you know, actually, I learned some lessons and I've actually learned some business ideas during COVID as well, because at that point, you know, you know, obviously Peloton was already up and coming, but Peloton blew up during um, COVID because people had bikes at home and they were trying to buy bikes. But yeah. it gave me the idea during that time that I was closed was like, well, how can I, you know, make my business successful or any, make any type of revenue while I was closed? And it had me do a lot of research into trying to do online classes because mm -hmm. I still had access to my studio, even though nobody else did. So then it made me, you know, just, just start to just think about like, okay, maybe I should start recording my classes and find places where I'll be able to upload my classes and have video on demand libraries. And that's what I actually have now as part of my business, as well as the in-studio classes. That's awesome. Wow. That is great. So you mentioned that, um, you are also, uh, a veteran business owner, um, clear. I mean, you're, your trajectory is really fascinating to me Thank you. because you go, you go from something really structured from the military to going into Hollywood. And we're going to talk about that later because I would like to hear some celebrity <laughs> tea. Um, uh, you know, and, and then you're, you're an entrepreneur. So I, I feel almost like, you know, can you walk us through some things that you learn from being in the military you know, being in, in Hollywood and how any of those experiences or skills that you picked up along the way sort of helps you as an entrepreneur in running your business? Um, I could definitely say, you know, that's in like, you know, the way that you just um, said that Rosa from the, like from the whole full circle. So like you said, I came from being in the military and I got out here for me and I was working across the street as a government contractor. And like, exactly like you said, it was very structured. And I think at that point, when I did that for seven years, it was a little too structured for me. I was like, uh, like I felt like I was caged up and I said, well, I want to try to do something different. And I did, I went to LA and, and I did, I had a great time in LA. I, I did more, way more in LA than I thought I ever would have done. I did land in some TV gigs. I wrote a book. I ended up going to college, graduated college. So I'm a first graduate, um, college, um, graduated my family. So first generation college graduate, um, even from doing that to, I was out there and I was able to land some really good jobs. Like I did a national commercial. I was uh, on national, I was on um, 
American Gladiators, a competitor, still doing the things that I love, which ended up being fitness. Like of all the things that I ever did out there, fitness was always, I think, my passion. So anything that I got involved, which had to do with fitness, was always just like it gave me more happiness. So what happened was for the 13 and a half years that I was out there, the one thing about Hollywood is you can get a big gig and it could be good. And then all of a sudden you don't get no gigs and it's down. And then you might get another gig and it's like this. Then you get, a, you know, you, then you're there for a little bit and then you come down and then you're just trying to figure out the next gig. So I think that part of not that structure made me a little nervous. And as I got older, because when I first moved out there, I was 26 to I'm moving to 26 now, 13 and a half years is 36, 38. I'm like, okay, I need a little bit more stability here. This is just, I, I, it's making me nervous to have all my bills paid. And then all of a sudden I'm trying to figure out how to pay my bills. So then my mom said, you know, let me come across the idea of like opening my own business back here. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? She was like, well, you have a degree in screenwriting. Why don't you go work for a TV station? I'm like, well, mommy, it doesn't really work like that. So that's not right. That, that uh, screenwriting and journalism is like two different things. So I said, well, she had already had this business building. She bought the building, but the space that I'm in now was actually, so her building actually is three spaces now, but before I moved back here, it was two spaces. So we ended up now, all I kept thinking was, gosh, maybe I can come back here and open a spin studio. And my mom was like, yeah, okay, okay. But you know, I was running the idea past her just to see what she was like, okay, well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And as it got closer and closer, and I started thinking about it more and more, I said, yeah, I think I really want to do that. And I can't. And, and so one of the, the benefits of like my military experience was I was able to get a VA loan. So while I lived in California, I bought a condo out there, which I mean, it's, it's, be, it's best always invest in real estate. That's the time. Before I moved out there, I bought a property out here. And right before the market crashed in 2008, I ended up making like 100000 So I was able to go out there wow. and try to be an actress, really go to school without having to like work as a waitress or anything like that because I had equity for my home. So I was able to do that for a couple of years. Then, like I said, when I ran through that money, it was like, all right, I got to hustle. And then, like I said, when I, I bought the condo there in 2015, and then the market did really well there. And right before I decided to move back, I ended up selling my condo and made 80000 so I was able to come back here and just invest all my equity into my own business. Like I didn't have to come back here and look for a loan. I didn't have to, oh my God, get a business plan together to try to get it approved by a bank. My mom had the space. So it was not like I had to go and convince somebody that I needed the space and whatever. And it worked out for me. But the structure of the military is what made me be able to come back here and say, yes, I know exactly what to do. I know exactly how to get started. I know how to stay focused. I know how to, to take one business and just try to make it grow. And that's what I'm able to do now. And I think all that really did come from my military background because I was so structured there. So everything that I do, I think about it as like, I write everything down and just make sure I just follow, follow it all the way through. Wow, that is great. Um, so, so, you know, um, Shonda, we have this sort of fun segment uh, called the top five. Yes. And uh, Grayson and I will ask you a, a question. You give us your top five. So I'm gonna, like I said, I really want some celebrity gossip. So who are the top five, you know, entertainment or sports celebrities that you've worked with that you enjoyed working with or maybe learned something from? So I would say um, 
Well, I mean, I kind of like worked with everybody because like from the stuff that I did there, like I did a various of things. Like if you ever watch a commercial, or if you ever watch a TV show and you just see people in the background, like I did that for the first couple of <laughs> years. Like you might just see me walk by, <laughs> but it was cool to be on those sets. And you know what? I actually took that as a learning advantage because I did that for a couple of years and I was able to get, you know, like when you're in Hollywood, you there's the union and non-union. And right, so in the right. beginning, when you first get out there, you're non-union and you're just hoping to get those three vouchers, those three golden tickets so you can right. join the union and start to get some real money. And I did, like I said, I did that for a couple of years and I got my union, but I would say the top person that I met out there, which I actually ended up hanging out with was Idris Elba, like wow. twice. Oh. Like already <laughs> I was a big fan of his from The Wire, you know, coming from Maryland, Baltimore, The Wire. And um, actually I worked on this uh, pilot with Gabrielle Union and I met her hairstylist. And so I knew her hairstylist and one night me and my girlfriend were in the club and she came up to me like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my, oh my God, me and my friend are here. Why don't you come to the table and have a drink with us? And I was like, okay, walk over the table. And she was with Idris. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. I thought that was amazing. Um, you know what the, the craziest thing is like being in LA when you're out there in LA for a long time and you're just in the circuit of like having parties and stuff like that. Like I've gone to Jamie Foxx's house and we've had parties over there, like Christmas parties, New Year's Eve parties. And he's actually a really good friend of mine. Um, lot, a lot of different celebrities. I wouldn't say anybody. I think that's just the biggest one would be Adris. Like, just because I was just such a big fan of Adris for a long time. Uh, the last big celebrity I worked with right before I moved back here, because I was a stand-in on Lethal Weapon, the TV show on Fox, uh, was Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans is amazing. Oh, he was amazing. And he comes from an, an amazing family. So God only knows what you could learn from him. And amazing. His like, and it was, he, he's such a family, amazing person because like on set, we would be on set and like his kids would come on set, like his grandkids would come on set to see Damon be like a grandfather. And then just like action, he's, you know, he's. Flips it. Murtaugh. <laughs> he's Murtaugh. You know what I mean? He's Murtaugh. It's, it's so funny that you talk about Idris Elba. A lot of people say that if you stand near me in a dark room and you close your eyes, I look <laughs> Grayson, just like Idris Elba. Grayson, you hit the nail on the head, Grayson. You know, I, I can see that. I, can see I hear that. it all the time. I hear it all the time. Let me go ahead and pull. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. They, you know, they, oh, Andrew, I'm like, it's not me. It's I can Grayson. see that, Grayson. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Only person is my wife, and I think she's lying to me. So, <laughs> she's like, yeah, and I go cut the grass. So, <laughs> hey, Idris is, I'm sure Idris is cutting grass somewhere. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, being that you're from Anne Arundel County and, and, and you're Anne Arundel County native, native, I wanted to know, like, what are, what do you one, what do you like about the country? Or, well, let's do this. What are your top five places to go in the county? So, me being from Maryland and and um, you know, even like when I was in LA, there was it's crazy because we love my son and I both. We all like everybody in my family love crabs. The Maryland blue crab, it means mm -hmm. it's like every. And so I would say like the top five place, there's this one place in Saberna Park every time the, the crab season comes, it's Sea Market Seafood. It's right off of Ritchie Highway. We go down right. there and we get the crabs, you know. He put and he's like he's so popular that he doesn't even have a website, it's on a Facebook page. He posts <laughs> on there when he opens and when he closes, and if you don't get there, it's done. But uh -huh. he's got the biggest, most juiciest crabs. So every summer, 
we try to go down there when his crab prices are decent. You know, we go down there and get the extra large jumbos. You know, even if it's only like 12 in there, that's all you need because you really don't <laughs> need two good ones and then you're good. So um, my sister and I, we all love to eat there. Um, there's actually a new place that is new to me, even though I just found out it's not new down in Gambrel. So I went to Arundel and right down in Gambrel's off, uh, I think a new cut road is Blackwall Barn and Lodge. My boyfriend and I just went there two weeks ago. We loved it. I mean, I think that's amazing that they put that establishment there, establishment there in Gambrels, just because I grew up in that area and never even seen anything that fancy over there. So I really enjoyed that. Um, one of the places that we also like is Hook and Reel in Glen Burnie, mm -hmm. right there on, off of Ritchie Highway. We love that place as well. It's like a, um, the bo the boiling crab in California. So it's like the shrimp bowl in the bag. We love seafood yeah. there. Um, another one of the places which I can't say I love yet, but when I was at the Maryland Million Day, um, I did end up trying some of the beer from Firm Brewing, which I know I met Billy, Billy or is it Buddy over there? Do you guys know? I think it's Billy. His name is the owner of that is Billy. Um, yeah. He let us try some of his blueberry. We love IPAs. My sister and I love IPAs. So we tried some of his blueberry IPAs, which were mm, yummy. And yeah. so I know he's down there right off in Crofton as well. And he, okay. he's an alumni, alumni of uh, Rundle as well. So I've been trying to make my way down there to go see him there. But we'll definitely try to make that one time soon. But I probably will be one of my favorite places just because I support, you know, anybody that went to Rundle and that's right there at Gambrels. And he told me Mrs. Towns, who was our gym teacher, goes there all the time. So she was my gym teacher. He graduated a couple years after me, but. I just love the fact that Mrs. Towns goes there. So I definitely will be checking them out. You know, the next time Arundel High School has some sort of big alumni night, I think they got you and, you know, Firm Brewery. Yeah, that, that's all you need, right? I mean, you, you, you talk about accomplished alumni who can tell I, some really fun stories. It was so amazing to meet him. He's like, yeah, Reggie Rolling, you graduated from Arundel? Like a wildcat. <laughs> and his girlfriend, I forgot where his girlfriend graduated from, but I was like, just looked at her like, you're not a wildcat though. <laughs> you're not a wildcat. What do you know about that Kelly Green and White? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, my my daughter has her uh field hockey practices on the Arundel Field. So uh so you know, we're we're not alumni, but you know, we we do feel that spirit, you know, on the campus. I mean, my so, friend, I was so excited that my son graduated from Arundel, you know, and it was like so funny because he was the class of 2020, which is sad because he didn't get no prom, he didn't get no graduation. Yeah. But the day that like they posted on the fence driving into the high school, everybody that graduated from class of 2020, so, you know, I went and pulled over and took a picture of everybody and got Aww. my son's picture on there. But it was so funny because I got an email from the teachers like, oh, well, all the teachers had given like a kind of like a gift bag for all the graduating students because there was no graduation. So I went to go pick it up and he had like an Arundel coffee mug. But I remember when we graduated, we had got like a beer, like it was like a beer, <laughs> a beer stein, a beer stein, right? It was a ceramic beer stein. And it's like so funny. I went to get the coffee mug and he didn't even get it. It's mine. Oh. <laughs> it's class of 2020 but no you're not gonna you're not gonna value this as much as i value this you know what i mean like no i'm keeping it i'll drink i'm drank from it this morning actually but we, we we won't tell anne arundel county public schools that you you essentially took your kids gift bag 
I know. I, and then his girlfriend too. Like she lived out in Baltimore, and um, her mom couldn't get it. I said, "Do you want me to go by and get it? I'll go get it." You know, like keep it too. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. I'm a proud well, wildcat. Well, Shonda, before we sign off, why don't you uh, give the folks your, your website and your social media handle so they can check you out? Yes, yes. Um, so you guys can check us out. My website is rtbcycle.com. Uh, I am on Instagram as uh, rtbcycle. Uh, and I am on Facebook as rtbcycle. Or it might be Ride the Beat Cycling. Uh, definitely come and check us out. Uh, we're here in Odenton off of 175. The address is 1654 Annapolis Road. Uh, your first class is always free. Starting this Saturday, we're adding new classes. So including with the spin, we're going to be adding some hybrid spin classes. So that'll be spin with weight training. We have yoga instructor that's coming in on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, we'll be having a strength with hit training. And then on uh, Friday, we'll be doing belly dance. So make sure you guys come check us out. You oh. too, Rosa, if you want to. My mom says she's coming in there to do some belly dance. Some belly I dancing. Said, come Bring, check us out. you up for some belly dancing? Listen, listen. Once you get all this moving in one direction, it's hard for it to stop. So. No, Rosa, Rosa, you can't call them at this point. You can only call them Idris. Yeah. That, that's yes. right, Idris. Yes, please, please. Oh, see, that, please. that means that at the office, as I'm walking down the hallway, I'm going to have to say, Idris, Idris. <laughs> and I will turn around. I will turn around. Yes. <laughs> right right well shonda thank you so much for joining us for this really fun episode of uh my run of this podcast uh all of you are watching this on either youtube or one of our many social media channels or on our website and we really appreciate you watching this today check us out for the next episode coming in a couple weeks and y'all have a great day yep. thank you guys for having me see you guys soon absolutely bye, bye.